everyone. It's April, and this week it's going to be Emma and I hosting the show today because um, Miss Tony's in a zone where her phone keeps going in and out, so we're going to make sure that this happens properly, and we're using a new thing today to make our show be even better. So I'm going to start out just talking about um, Blondie. I have told you people about this feral cat that came into my home oh, a couple years ago, and he's been living upstairs practically in isolation. I didn't know what to do with him because he really hates humans. He's had a bad experience along the way. But if I let him back outside after getting him fixed, he's a bright, orange, fluffy guy. I live in the woods, and he's like a neon light in the middle of the night. So I couldn't let him out, and I didn't know what to do with him. I called everybody. I called, you know, the barn cat people to see if they would take him. Chuck full, no to no, can't do that. So I've just been keeping him. About hmm, a couple months ago, he decided he was going to come downstairs. He snuck down. And he's been there, and I could, you can't touch him. You can't go near him. About six feet is what he'll allow. So I said, okay, I'm just going to let him be, see what he does. He gets along fabulously with my cats. They all like him. It's like they hang out. They give each other ear baths. I mean, and I'm so thrilled that he is making connections, making friends. Um, and I'm not, you know, so concerned that he isn't coming near me. He may never come near me, never. And so I have to kind of just let myself go in this and just let him be. He's watching TV at night. He's on the chair next to me, but he won't let me touch him. And he doesn't want me coming close, but he's watching TV with me and the other cats and the three dogs. And the three dogs look at him like, oh, a new cat. That's nice. And they just keep going. So I am hoping that he becomes so friendly with my cats that it isn't going to matter if I touch him or not. He's eating food. He comes in. Every morning I put a cup of little dry food as a snack on the table. And my my cats come and eat it. He sat and watched that for a few days. And then just the other day, I caught him up there, 6 o'clock in the morning. He's sitting up there waiting. He goes, do I get some of this? And I'm like, yes, you do. So I put some extra down. He's now partaking of that. He's starting to integrate with the tribe. So I am thrilled. It's the best Christmas present ever to see him start to have fun, hang out with people, and getting his ears cleaned by, by a friend. Um, so it was a very Merry Christmas for me so far just to see him become happy. And happiness doesn't have, have to include me touching him and holding him, although I would love to, but he's got issues. So I'm going to let him have his issues, and he is part of the family now. He sits and he watches TV with me. I never thought I would see this happen, ever. But forget about touching him. I, I backed off on that completely because I'd rather see him happy with friends than me constantly irritating him and annoying him by trying to touch him. I've let that go. So it's a good, feral Christmas story, and I'll keep you guys informed, but he is acclimating, and he has joined a tribe. So it makes me very happy. So, Emma, how are you and your little babies over there? How are you gonna, you're going to enjoy Christmas with your baby? So, Emma. How are you and your dogs celebrating Christmas this year? Well, we're pretty much uh, pretty much just enjoying it. 
Uh, my dogs are really loving our tree, especially the sausage. He likes to go underneath the uh, tree and use it as a scratching post for his back. So if you've ever seen Life of Dogs, where it goes underneath the blender and and scratches its back, that's what Waffles does with my uh, Christmas tree. So every time, every now and then, I'm coming outside and there's a whole bunch of uh, of ornaments on the ground, and that's why I keep the 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 uh, the fluffy ones at the bottom so they don't break. But we caught him dead wow. in the act. That's what he likes to do. Uh, we have been going out and um, uh, just kind of like. He likes to go outside with us when we when we turn on the lights at nighttime outside. And, of course, when we're in our pajamas, he's sitting there right next to us, uh, wooing for treats. He does this little hoo, hoo. <laughs> And then uh, when he falls asleep, he falls asleep upside down. So gingerbread uh, gingerbread men are dancing in his head. Ah, that is so sweet. That is so sweet. Yeah, I'm making my dog steak for Christmas Eve. Oh, they're not, they're not spoiled. <laughs> oh, rotten to the core. Rotten to the core. <laughs> I don't get steak. So yeah, they're lucky. Well, I, I found, I found it's a ribeye steak and okay. I, I make some for me and then I give them at least half of it and I cut it in little bits. They go nuts. <laughs> they just love it so much and they deserve it. They deserve to be spoiled. If you're going to have one, have one. That's how I look at it. Of course. Yeah. So anyways, I'm going to go get Veronica, and you can shuffle off to Buffalo like Tony does, and uh, Veronica will be here in a bit. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm so glad you're here to join us today. Uh, honestly, we are, this is one of our last shows before Christmas. Uh, I can't believe it's already 2024, right around the corner. And um, I am looking forward to 2024. I'm sure you guys are, too. So uh, with that, I encourage anybody, if you have a question you want to write in, it's very simple. Go to uh, innerwhispersradio.com and go to any one of the episodes, fill in a comment. We'll get it. We'll look at it and we'll hopefully be able to get it on the air for you to uh, it, to be answered. So with that, let's see if, if uh, Veronica's here. Veronica, are you there? Yes, we are. Good day to you. Yeah, good day to you, and and I know it's uh, different over there, but Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you too. We understand the Christmas holiday. We saw it incarnate a few times, and we understand that. Yes, sure. So we have some questions for you today. I'm sure you're ready to answer them, and I will yes, get started are. with the first one. This is from Cat, and Cat wrote: At least 60 years ago, as a child, I had a very high fever and sore throat. I had a dream that green men were coming through my window pane for me. Thinking back on it now, could it have been a healing energy, green energy associated with he with healing? Yes, absolutely. There, there, there wasn't no boogeyman. There wasn't anything evil going on. And your child's mind, your fantasy mind of a child, turned this green light into little men to make you understand it better as a child. So yes, it was green energy with healing. Spirit was sending it to you. And they allowed it to look like little green men because they didn't want you to be scared or concerned. And we think as a child, you were looking at it going, I don't know what this is, but we don't think you were scared. We think that you um, we're very busy having a high fever and a sore throat, and this healing energy come in, which we do think helps you 
quite a bit. Spirit was kind because you were a child and sent it in sort of like a form of little green men. But it certainly wasn't an alien. You certainly weren't being abducted. But you certainly got some really good healing energy. And we think you healed up quite well. Because it's tough when you're a kid to have sore throat and fever. Never fun. Okay. Our next question is from Shane. And Shane says, when we meditate and we go to our place of peace, is it real or is it imaginative brain uh, putting us at rest? When you meditate, you allow your energy to relax out of the dense linear for a few moments. And it is real. It is a place of peace. It's a place forever without drama in it. And it does take some imagination to get you motivated into that moment. But it's not putting you at rest. It's actually opening up your eyes to see that there can be a place of repose without having to come over to the other side, that you can tap into that. So, yes, you do go to a place of peace, and it is absolutely real. Nothing fake about it. But you do use your imagination to reach that arena because, let's face it, physical reality is thick and dense, and sometimes it grabs you by the ankles and wants to pull you into that denseness. This is a wonderful opportunity to leave that kind of shackled moment and allow your energy to expand like it would in the eternal. And that's what meditation is all about, is helping you get into that moment of eternal. Okay. Our next one is from Chris. It says, do dreams affect our waking life the same way our waking life affects our dreams? Absolutely. It is a dance that your unconscious mind and your conscious mind does. When you are in your waking life and a dream comes into it, like you have a dream, in your waking life you can be very affected by a dream. And being in your waking life, you participate in the dream state. So it's a nice little dance that goes back and forth energetically. Your unconscious mind always sort of sets the record straight because sometimes in the linear, in your waking state, you can become confused with the denseness of it and the dramatics of it that sometimes are just over the top. So we think that, yes, dreams affect our waking life and your waking life affects your dreams. It's a wonderful dance, and it is a wonderful tool for those of you who are incarnate. Okay, and we have another question from Myrna. And Myrna says, where does our soul go while we are sleeping? Something I actually want to know myself. <laughs> Your soul must leave the body periodically, like every night when you go to sleep. The biological body takes on a lot of stress by being in the waking moment. When you go to sleep, it allows the body to have a restful time without the frenetic, excited energy of your soul. So pulling the soul out of it is a wonderful thing to do for your biology. Many of you go traveling. Many of you go work on the, the grid. And many of you... Just take the moment to glide through space in a very 
less dense reality. So your soul does leave the body when you sleep. Now, it can be snapped back in immediately when you wake up. But it allows the body to have its rest, and it allows the soul to reconnect with the eternal moment to give you strength and awareness so that when you come back into the body, you're ready to go. It is something that does happen. And it is something that your soul does. You just don't stay in that body all the time. And we think the biological body would, you know, become very fatigued if you were up all the time. And some of you who have been sleep deprived know what we're talking about. It's not a comfortable moment. You do need the sleep. You do need the disconnect from the soul so that the body can regenerate. Because sometimes the soul takes a lot of energy from the biology. So your soul can go anywhere. That's another thing you need to realize. You can go to a dimensional spaces. You can go to the grid around the planet, around the universe, around the solar system. There are so many things that you can do because you're not encumbered by that dense, heavy physical body. You're able to move into the eternal realms with much more fluidity, and it's like an elixir for you when your body and your soulful energy reconnect after a good night's sleep, letting the body rest. Your biological body gets tired. So sometimes the, the soul needs to leave so that the body can recuperate. All right. Now, um, I do have a friend sitting next to me as we're recording this, and he had a question, if you have a chance to answer that one. Sure. Okay. He asked, do fallen angels exist, and have you ever met one? Fallen angels do exist. You have to remember they are a species. They are, there's, there's humans and then there's angelics. It's like two separate species. And the energy of the body, when it's a fallen angel, it means that they sinned. They, it means that, you know, in, in religious moments, they call it sinning. We call it uh, a disconnect from the soul. So it is really important to know that that is the true thing. And yes, there can be fallen angels, but they redeem themselves and get back on the saddle, so to speak. Um, just like humans, they make mistakes. They are a species, which is a lot of you don't understand that. You think, oh, well, they're an angelic, they're eternal. They have a different frequency. They're very light in energy. They don't have a home planet, but they do participate with humans. They, they're very fond of the human condition. So they do come and help when they do that. So yes, there are fallen angels, but they do redeem themselves just like a fallen human would redeem themselves. And they have special abilities that are very wonderful, whether they've fallen or not, um, that can help the humans. That's what, that is their prime directive a lot of times is to be helpful to the humans. All right, Veronica, that was very interesting. Uh I kind of figured that they were uh, uh, that they were real too, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure myself. But this was our yeah. last question. All right. So, so, would you like us to give the message to the world? If you will, do you want to take a minute? If not, I can. Uh, I can talk to the. I can talk to the people. If not, you are ready to go. We're ready to go. Let's just do it. It's it's Christmas time. We can do something a little different. Then let's do so it. Yeah. When you have holidays, it is an opportunity, slow down a little bit, to connect with your family, to connect with those you care about, 
Because when you're in physical reality, sometimes it takes every ounce of your focus to maintain yourself so that you don't fall flat on your face. Physical reality is something that is difficult sometimes. And you have to pay attention and you have to be able to do what you need to do within it. So why not this Christmas or this holiday season take the time to relax your energy? Take the time to do self-care, which a lot of you are very delinquent of. You can't keep giving and giving without receiving some energy back. It makes it very unbalanced. So decide that you're going to give, but you're also going to take this holiday for self-care, connecting with people you care about and connecting with yourself, which you should be caring about. Use the holiday for spiritual benefit. Use the holiday to connect with higher frequencies so that your frequency may be raised as well. It is a wonderful time to do that. So make an appointment with yourself this holiday season and do the self-care. Do the reflection so that your new year coming up can be more productive, more fluid, and more loving. That's what you should be doing during the holiday. If you have to work or do linear things, try to keep it at a minimum. And it take at least one or two days where you reflect and participate in your own energy and give your own self a hug. Because some of you are dealing with a lot of stuff. So give yourself that energetic hug. Give yourself the time to reflect and relax. It's a difficult world. You need all the energy and love that you can muster. All right, everybody. Well, that was our show for today. Uh, we will be here again next week. And again, if you would like to write in and have any comments, please do so by going to the website, which is innerwhispersradio.com. And there, when you see a show, just fill in a comment and we will get that and hopefully get it on the air very soon. So until then, I wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, a very Happy New Year. And I hope that next year is going to be amazing for everybody out there. A prosperous and fulfilling new year. Have fun, everybody. We'll see you again next time. Bye.